Welcome to the Konza Consult Podcast. I'm your host, Mkuka Mayuka Chanda. And I'm Ntanga Lindunda. This podcast is sponsored by Chaliko Car Hire. Chaliko Car Hire is your preferred car hire company, and they offer three main services, which are leasage, transit, and courtesy cars. Today we have an exciting guest. Her name is Ruth. She's a founder and the creative behind My Perfect Stitch. Hi, Ruth. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. Very good to be here. Hi, Miss Ruth. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I really love Ruth because she's always so excited about everything she does. If you've never been to My Perfect Stitch, so there's two two aspects to My My Perfect Stitch. I need to get that right. So there's My Perfect Stitch Home, which is where she made me two beautiful stools, that are in that like pride and place in my home and then there's my perfect stitch that's the fashion and the accessories like the laptop sleeves and things like that right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's just in case you guys don't know uh what she does check her out on facebook you're on facebook and instagram yeah right yeah so um you know as you talked about your stools i'm always like wanting to steal those from your house you will never get them (laughs) never (laughs) yeah but one thing i'm planning to do i just need to get my budget right Mm -hmm. is to just uh, redo my own my my entire house starting from the kids bedrooms i really like uh the products that come out of my perfect stitch home especially yeah yeah, they're really fresh and exciting. So, Ruth, tell us a bit more about um, how My Perfect Stitch started. Um, oh, wow, that's a story of its own. <laughs> um, so, My Perfect Stitch started in 2016 as a business, um, 2016 October, September, October. Um, so, we've been at it for about two years now. I am a self-taught Taylor. Wow. <laughs> you say that and you're looking down. Why are you looking down? You're no, going to say I'm, confidence. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so basically, my perfect stitch was born out of a hobby, if I can put it like that. I always wanted to learn how to sew and make my own clothing. And so I always used to tell myself that I'd buy myself a sewing machine for the longest time. Then my husband came home. And he bought me a sewing machine for my birthday, 2014. And he says, Madam, please, can we stop talking <laughs> Supportive about, husband. The, about this whole, I'm going to get a machine one day. So here. And from the sewing manual, I started teaching myself, like, how you make skirts. I'd go to YouTube and and everything. I used to work for Ministry of Health um, on the copper bot while that was happening. And I had just given birth to our first son. So um, during my maternity leave, I went and did a small course on pattern making, like how you draw to make a skirt or to make a dress, like how you you do the whole process thing. And um, 2015, my husband got a transfer back to Lusaka. And um, when that transfer happened, we have an agreement that we live together. So when the transfer was happening, we moved, all of us, and I resigned from my job. Um, yeah, so from there, I would make one thing, post on my Facebook. So were you a stay-at-home mom? That's what you Yes. Saying. Oh, okay. Mm. So you were a stay-at-home mom and then you were, you were like, yes. let me do this yes. full time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not, not exactly. It mm. wasn't, it wasn't that I, I quit my job to start my business. No, no. I quit my job so that I can stay with my family. Yes. And because I was at home and I'm a very hands-on person, mm. so I figured, oh, I can be sewing while I'm trying to figure out with what I'm going to do with my life. So I started applying for jobs. So while I was applying for jobs, I was still sewing. 
I saw something and posted it on my on my social media and people were like, oh, that's so awesome. Can I have one? Can I have one? And then I started making money for diapers, for sugar, <laughs> contributing <laughs> to the house. Um, but then I started to enjoy it. Like I started enjoying the whole process of making something and someone would buy it and they would, and they would like it. I, I wasn't making clothes much. So I used to make like baby beddings. I'd make bags. Um, I'd make normal beddings. I'd make curtains and everything. Then I tried to hire someone. So they came and they started working from my kitchen veranda and beside making bags. And then I got an order of six bags. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. guys, this is working out. Um, then I got a call for an interview. And when I was looking at the job description, it looked like everything that I would want to do in a corporate setting. Mm-hmm. So I went for the interview. It was a very good interview. I was leaving and I just kind of felt like I can't do eight to five in a corporate job. Like I'm enjoying this this freedom that staying at home and making stuff when I want to is giving me. So I went back and I said I wasn't going to get the job. And a week later, they, they called me and said they had someone else. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. super excited. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nope, that wasn't for me. So let the person have it. And I think from there, that's when I started making decisions that I was going to do this full time because yeah. I, I really did enjoy Doing it. it was giving me time to be with my kids at home. I was doing it from home. I would I, just the excitement of someone getting a product from me yeah. was just something brilliant. So now, fast forward to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went through the Bongo Hive cohort. Bongo Hive is a tech hub here in, in, in Zambia. They support uh, startups um, and spe- uh, especially startups that are whether from the idea phase to actually the product phase or service phase, and then they take you through a whole bunch of classes and things like that. So that's what you did. And then now you have your own office space and all this other stuff. So is the excitement the same when you first started, like making the six bags on the veranda as it is now with like office space and bills to pay and salaries <laughs> to, to to give to people? I still jump when I get an order. <laughs> we were there actually yes. the other week. Yes. We were actually there the other yes. week. We enjoyed guys. that moment. Yes, like, I, still, I still jump. I think even my staff have gotten used to it. When a product comes out right, I'm dancing. I don't care who is in the room. Um, when I see an idea just come to life, it's just like the birth of, of something. Mm-hmm. I think I even enjoy it more now. It has more challenges, but we make better products than we were making when we're doing the six bags. Mm-hmm. And just the whole the whole process, I think, gives me life. Looking at just ordinary wood turning to a table mm-hmm. or looking at just ordinary fabric turning to a stool or turning to a dress, turning to a laptop sleeve and seeing someone actually appreciate the product, it gives me life. I can't explain mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, I still jump. You talked about challenges. I'm just wondering what kind of challenges do you face in your industry or are those challenges related to family, being a mompreneur as you are, as we know you? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I think this has been like the most difficult season of my life. Mm -hmm. And now that I know that it's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, I think I just signed up for living a quite difficult life. Mm -hmm. Um, so challenges are, um, well, it's everywhere. Um, I remember the, when I was resigning from my job, 
I didn't tell my family immediately because I knew the the um, the response wouldn't be so favorable. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, yes, a lot of people would say it's a government job who leaves a pensioner for a job, guys. <laughs> Especially in Zambia. I, I yes. didn't realize that the, the people yes. like really want to get into a, government. Into yeah, government. Because literally like your life is set. <laughs> like and you, you sit there waiting yes. for age 55 like, or yeah, 65. Guys, no one is going to fire you. It's a whole process <laughs> of getting fired. You can go to the office and not produce. Like, there's no, there's no, what? there's no consequences. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's a story well, for, for another, another day. day. <laughs> yeah, but then, so when I quit my job, um, we told our family like later on and the the response was how do you quit a government job and you cannot trust a man to take care of you. You went to school, you have a degree and how do you leave your degree to come and become a housewife? How does it work? They're ignoring the part that you're doing <laughs> the business. Yes. And then, then it was, so I was like, guys, I'm an adult. Like, I know what I'm doing. Then they're like, no, this sewing thing. is very It's very Yes. But this whole tailoring thing. Yes. You know, like, when when someone is looking at it, they don't look at it as something that would be a professional thing to do. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's um, it's very few people would turn it into a business. Yeah. Like a proper company. Yeah. And and I think that was like one of those. And it's something that I've actually had to deal with to convince people that I know what I'm doing. I'm employing people and I'm paying them yeah. just from stitching something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that has, has been one of the of the challenges, like getting people to support you are sewing something. In your family. I, yes. Yeah. In, okay. Not only my family, but, but outside, every, yeah. even outside. My family now has jumped the boat. They're like on the other side. They're the biggest like, yeah. cheering because oh, I think they've okay. seen the transition, yeah. which is, I think, one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. Like you have to know what you're doing as a person. Yeah. The other thing is um, my children are three going on four and the other one just turned two. When my mm-hmm. son was born, the second one, I think like when he was four weeks, I had a job that I had to finish. Mm-hmm. So it was like like you you go you breastfeed a bit and then you go you're on the machine. Yeah. You breastfeed a bit, you go and you're on the machine. Just like handling that. And honestly, when I'm looking back, I think like I had so many points when I would have stopped. But because in my mind, I knew the destination of where I wanted to go. Mm. That that helped a bit. I still do late nights. Um, and sometimes you're thinking, guys, I'll be home doing the cooking mm-hmm. and helping my kids and doing what mm-hmm. and everything. And the guilt can kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it can. I've been through yeah. that. Yeah. I still go through it. Yeah. It, yeah. it can. But I, I kind of feel like if when you are, when you are truthful with what you're doing mm-hmm. and people are able to see the truth in it, they're able to support. Yeah. And that's what I've experienced in my home. Like, I get a lot of, of support. I have a really good supportive mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. And I think that has helped me stand in a lot of situations. Um, yeah. There's I, also knowledge. I work with carpenters. Mm-hmm. It's a man-dominated industry. Yes. All my carpenters are male. <laughs> and when I go to them and I'm like, guy, I need this thing done and I need it now. Yeah. First, it was... 
you are just a woman. What, what do are you, you doing in Wuseko? <laughs> and I, I told myself that I was going to do this the hard way. So there's a guy who didn't deliver something to me. I went and got a call out for him. He spent one whole weekend oh, in goodness. jail. Wow. And there's another guy who didn't deliver something for me. Mm. I told him we did one. It was supposed to be like a three-weeks job. It turned out into a three-month job. And this man is my, my father's friend. So he was looking at me as a child. Emotions. So I said, okay, no, it's fine. I went and I gave him another job. I said, this job has to be delivered on time. If yeah. it's not, then it will be the end of, of, the of the relationship. He didn't deliver it on time. So yeah. I had paid him down payment. He came back. I said, you didn't deliver on time. 1100 I held it back. I said, I'm not paying you. Yeah. So it's like you have to be tough. You have to be tough. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's what I really like about you, I think, is that, you, number one, you said that you have to be truthful. And it's such a difficult thing to be truthful when... As a Zambian. As a Zambian, number one. I, I know that's going to sound weird. People are like, but we're a Christian nation. <laughs> we are a Christian nation, yes, but we always like to put up a a, a facade. Yeah. And like We like to pretend that everything is okay. We don't want to have those harsh conversations. We're not having. We're not having. Um. Uh. Yeah. We're not having any difficulties. Um. I saw something on Twitter the other day where somebody says, "Ah, there's there's always one conversation that you hear happening in the malls of Lusaka where I'm just waiting for some money to come through. Oh my yes. <laughs> you know, then I'll give it to you. I'm just waiting, and you know, rather than telling somebody, I don't have it. I actually mm-hmm. don't have that money. I am broke. I'm going through this. Um. And what I really loved about about um, meeting you and, and getting to know you a little bit better is how truthful you are with your experience. So recently you shared on Facebook about a trip you took to Dubai. <laughs> and you were like, we had no money. <laughs> but you we know? had to go. But we had to go. And, and a lot of other people would never share that. They would just post the pictures of them in Dubai and you'd be like, yeah, how did my friend get to Dubai? So let's talk about that. Let's go. Oh. Let's dive in. Dubai was an experience. <laughs> it was, uh, I think 2018 has been an experience. Um, so beginning of 2018, end of 2017, I decided that we're going to get office space from my spare bedroom at home and then we move into our office. And I had done calculations. I knew how much money I was making in a month. But I don't think I, I knew how much money I was going to remain with after I start paying rent. So first, um, 3rd January moved into our office and we had paid um, one month deposit and um, security deposit. So then we were supposed to, so we paid for December, then was January and then January we had the Corella outbreak. Mm-hmm. So Kamala was closed, Wuseko was closed, we could not make anything, there was no way to buy what and it went on for, for a period. And then where we went to rent, um, our landlord and, and me, we had some disagreements. Mm-hmm. So by January 15th, we still didn't pay rent and I had no money and I had no excuses. Uh, and I was going there and I'm like, just please just help me out here. Mm-hmm. And the relationship turned out sour. Mm-hmm. Um, we managed to pay January rent, I think, on the 17th. I was dying every single day because he was always at the property trying to make a statement. I survived that. And then, um, so I'm very intentional on learning and growing and becoming the best in my field. So I'm always looking for opportunities to learn. So I found this this Dubai um, Index Expo. It's um, an interior design and furniture design show. So I told myself I was going to go. And, you know, like in your mind, when you plan how your business is going to go, you know that you're going to afford um, to pay Emirates <laughs> and to book yourself in a nice hotel. 
and it was fast approaching May 26th, uh, March 26th. And I said, okay, I have to go. How am I going to go? And um, the landlord and I were just, it was just wowed. Mm. So I said, okay, we're moving out. Mm. So I said, okay. So I found this other place and I went, I found the place and then we talked to them. I said, I cannot afford to move in in, in March. Mm. I can only manage for April. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking you hold the place for me. And then they said, okay, we can hold it, but pay us a deposit. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'll pay half of March. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. She said, you can move in by the 6th. I said, okay, we'll move in. So I talked to my husband. We said, let's find some money and work it out. Then I have this trip. Then he said, no, the trip will work out. It's fine. And I said, okay. So I got my visa. And then we looked, Emirates was way expensive. <laughs> and said, it's fine. I'll go with Ethiopian Airways. And we booked flights and my husband gave me some money. I booked um, accommodation. I got to Dubai on the 26th, 23rd, 24th. I get to my hotel and the hotel says, uh, your booking was cancelled oh. because I had no money when I made the booking. So, you know, like the online booking, you can book them because you're going to pay when you arrive. Yeah. But then I don't know what happened. And then my booking was cancelled. And there was a deal mm. online. Yeah, nice. So when I got there and the amount of money was like uh, three escalated. times yeah. the oh. price. Oh, and I was no. already there. And I'm thinking, gosh. And before, like literally we had no food in the fridge. Yeah. Like I was struggling to get my son diapers. Yeah. And I, I went to my husband and I said, Guy, maybe I shouldn't travel. <laughs> maybe I should and, stay home. Yeah, like maybe I should just stay home and try to source for money. Like we're just not doing well as a business. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. look at the way the fridge is. You know, like we yeah. were struggling just to eat supper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, go. I'm like, mm-mm. He says the amount of knowledge you're going to gain, mm -hmm. the amount of like the people you're going to meet. It's worth yes, it. It's worth it. You go. So literally he got paid and he gave me and he says, here, he gave me like a 3,000 kwacha. And, and my accommodation was going to be like 4,400. Mm -hmm. So he said, I'll find you a one for and I'll send it for you. So I said, okay. That accommodation was going to be for 10 days. Yes. So I get to the hotel and my booking is cancelled. Oh, no. So literally the amount he's given me is only enough for three days. So I book in, I have nowhere else, I had no internet, and my phone died at Dubai International Airport. Like, were you just standing there and just going, who hates me? I know. What you like, do? Literally, that's exactly what you. was happening. So my phone died. My not four, like, literally just died. It couldn't switch on. I tried to charge it. It wasn't charging. And it was just like, okay. So I couldn't do any transactions because, like, my bank app was on everything. And then I was trying, okay, let me try on my tablet. And it was taking me back to my phone because that's where, like, all connections mm. were. So I'm like, fine. So I said, I said, I'll book and I'll stay in the night. And I started thinking, what do I do tomorrow? You know, like, where you are seated, you are in a foreign country. Yeah. Mm. And you have an important conference you're supposed to attend. Yeah, and this sure. thing is happening. So I said, I'm going to find the cheapest booking Airbnb I can find if it's just like a, you know like those banker beds I will sleep there <laughs> and literally that's what was going on in my head yeah. so I started doing calculations I had I think like $200 left I found Airbnb in like a really far place I said I'm going to stay there so I paid for two nights yeah. so this $200 is supposed to do my accommodation for the next 10 days and my food and, and my transport, transport. Mm. from the place to <laughs> yeah. so I stayed at this place I said I'll pay for a night they said, okay. The next day, I said, I'll pay for another night. Yeah. 
said, okay, then the guy said, you can't be paying per night. Mm -hmm. So if you have to stay here, you have to tell me how many days. I said, it's fine. I'll just stay here until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Then I'll make a plan. Mm -hmm. And then I remained with like 600 kwacha. And you didn't know what that And I have eight more days to go to be in Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) This story is giving me stress. (laughs) I said, I'm going to sleep at the the shari because me I came here <laughs> for my conference oh, yes. <laughs> I was attending my conference I literally went to buy like crackers and I had water <laughs> and that's what was keeping me during the day forced fighting <laughs> and then I found this guy really nice restaurant where I actually got like some some buttered chicken mm-hmm. and rice and the buttered chicken is like they give like really good portions yeah. it took me through three days I was putting it in the fridge yeah and mm. I was going to buy, like, from a supermarket bread. Yeah. I was like, about two or five kwacha. And that was what was keeping me. And then there was a guy who owed me money. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I called him and I sent him my WhatsApp and I said, hey, guy, remember that money you owe me? And he's like, you know, I've actually been looking for you because I actually had a five pin for you. Wow. Mm. I said, okay, please deposit. God on your side. But you know, sometimes when people say that and you're just like, really? Yeah. You? It, no. Like, he, but he deposited? I had been talking to him for three years, guys. He was huh? always telling me he was going to deposit. You know, like here where you are just like, I'm expecting some money. <laughs> And the guy comes and says, are you checking out? I said, yes, I just need to use the internet. I booked myself. You know where you book yourself in a hotel in face? Yes. And that's mm-hmm. what I did. And I called and I said, can I check in today? They said, yes, no problem. I went, I reached, I said, this is my luggage. <laughs> then how are you going to pay? I said, I think cash. Mm. And the woman said, oh, okay. Then I said, is there an ATM nearby? Yeah. Then says, yes, just by the... Uh, whatever I've forgotten the name so I went to check I left my bags mm-hmm. then I sent him a message I said have you deposited he says I'm on my way to the bank the last money I had I went to buy myself rice and chicken <laughs> and I sat in the restaurant and Waiting. I ate for like an hour and I said I don't care what's going what to happen <laughs> if if it's 12 my conferences were starting at 12 I said if it's 12 and he hasn't sent the money I'm going to get it because I still had money in my card yeah. for transport yeah. so I said I'm going to get in and I'll go to my conference yeah. they'll keep my bags I'll yeah. come pay when I come back yeah. and then I finished I went to check and there was the money oh, wow. wow shout out to that guy <laughs> <laughs> so I went back then I said no scratch that I'll pay by card they're like okay so I checked in I went in and I went back and I knelt and I said God that was you. Yeah. yeah, indeed. And I went back and I went and I had the most amazing experience. The things that I have learned yeah. that have affected my business. I even did an internship at Island Architecture and Interior Designers there for like an entire day. They went through the process oh. of how to do everything. And then I came back and I told my husband, I said, you know what? You were right. Yeah. That trip I just it just it made me think of how you do a business in a whole different light. Mm, yeah. But then they struggled. Yeah. They didn't have sugar some days. Yeah. My son didn't have he stayed in his diaper longer yeah. some days. <laughs> <laughs> but we can see now we're not I'm we're not making money on my perfect stitch. Yeah. We're just building. Yeah. We're doing mm-hmm. a lot of building. Some some months we go by and I don't have gas and yeah. I don't know how we're gonna get the gas. But because I really enjoy what I do and I see and you believe that, in it. yes, and I really do believe it. And, and I know that at some day, some point, we will get our break. Yeah. 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 So, and I think I've always been authentic. I like to believe I always say as it is. And it's just now that I've been 
realizing that I, I have some influence on people mm-hmm. and sharing my story the right way helps another person know that they're able to do things the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that is my, my, like, my perfect stitch is purpose for me. Mm-hmm. I've, I've realized that from just the way the events have been going. And if I tell you a lie, then I'm lying to my purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like to do. And I don't, I don't like script things, mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. like all my posts. Mm-hmm. I'm seated in, in a room and I'll be like doing something and it will just come and I'll go to my Facebook and I'll just start typing. Yeah. And I'll be done and that's it. Yeah. And I had someone who was like, no, you should be writing more often. I said, I can't. I don't know how to write more often. Because <laughs> it just comes like one day when I think there's something that happened. And someone somewhere is going through a similar experience. And if they can make a right decision based on that, mm. then I think I've done something helpful. Yeah. There's something that you say that's <clears throat> so profound for me. Uh, how right now at my perfect stitch you are building. And I think uh, most people or most of us, uh, not patient enough because you talked about how 2018 has been a challenge and how you you you, you know the goal you you know what lies ahead and you need to put in the work now so 5 years or 2 years from now my perfect stitch people will be like where did you come from and they need to hear your story to understand that it takes work I'm yeah. saying it's an overnight success. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, well, when I was in Dubai, yeah. it didn't seem like an overnight success, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, thank you so much for coming through. But before you go, so just give us maybe two or three things you feel like somebody out there who's, you know, listening to this podcast, what they need to um, keep in mind to kind of avoid these pitfalls, <laughs> that these if challenges. If they're avoidable, that if is. If they're avoidable, you know, or just give them, yeah, three or four things that you would like people to to remember about entrepreneurship um, and just to keep in mind as they go along that journey. I think number one is that if you're a faith person, pray. Pray as much as you can. Cry as much as you can to God. It helps. Mm-hmm. It actually does do a lot of help. Be as truthful as you can if you're married. Um, to your partner, like tell them the struggles that you're going through, no matter how trivial they are, like just be as truthful. If you're not to your support system, like mm-hmm. your sister or whoever holds your back, your friends, don't be the baller, guys, me, I'm a business owner, I'm the one who's coming, let's go to 10 and 10 down bed. No, no. <laughs> like tell them, guys, I really want to hang out today, but I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So if if you want me to come, just all of you just contributed 20 kwacha each and just buy me a burger. Be real. I'm yeah. okay. You know, like just be as truthful as you can. It helps a lot. And also plan. Mm-hmm. Like, like just don't jump and say, tomorrow we're going to do this. Of course, be a risk taker. Yes. Like that is inevitable for your business to grow. But then just have a plan. Like have a plan A, plan B, plan C, and the plan Z. Like mm-hmm. just like have a plan of how things are going to <laughs> to do and also be intentional about your growth mm-hmm. like learn tell yourself I'm going to do this challenge yourself this year I want to know how proper sending is done mm-hmm. what do I need to know like what do I need to buy what do I need to read who do I need to call mm-hmm. that is very important the mm-hmm. more you learn the more you expose yourself and the more growth you have that has worked for me mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> so like I said thank you so so much this has been amazing I really enjoyed myself um, 
This podcast was sponsored by Chaliko Car Hire. You can find Chaliko Car Hire at Plot 1493 Mwalule Road off Makishi Road in North Mid. You can also check out their rates via www.chalikokarhirezambia.com. Guys, if you would like to find out more about Ruth, like I said, you can find My Perfect Stitch Home on Facebook and on Instagram. My Perfect Stitch for your fashion and accessory needs on Facebook and Instagram again. And if you would like to find out where we are, we are Konza Consult on all the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and our website is www.konzaconsult.com. You can find this podcast and others via iTunes, SoundCloud, and on africanpodcast.com. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.